Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you right here on... 1150 KKNW in the beautiful city of Seattle and its environs, silly me. I didn't do the main thing that a guy is supposed to do on the radio, and that is adjust the microphone so you, it doesn't sound like I'm talking to you from across the room. But hey, whoever said that this radio program <laughs> gets everything right when it comes to technical stuff? I mean, when, when we make the big money, we're going to get the, you know, get the technical person in. The technical person will... Boom, we'll have it all set for you, you know. But I uh, hope you're having a good morning. If you are uh, out and about this morning, by all means, uh, a very special Shoreline Cars and Coffee this morning. If you're in the area of uh, Westminster and uh, what is it, about 115th, I think. That, uh, maybe it's a little further up than that. 175th there by the, uh, the Town and Country Market. Cars and Coffee is in that lot. And... They're going to have uh, one of the first uh, first cars and coffees over in, uh, uh, you know, over there by Carkeek Park, like south of Carkeek Park as well. And so what they're going to do is uh, they're going to go at cars and coffee from 8 till 10. And then at 10 o'clock, they're going to head over to the new cars and coffee uh, that's opening up for the season. You know, the, the, the great thing about the cars and coffee, the shoreline cars and coffee that my friend Ryan Harsager puts on is that they do it all year they are out there rain snow sleet if you need if you want to talk to somebody about cars and it is uh you know it's it's crappy weather out right uh, snow maybe not but let's 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 uh, there, there is somebody who takes their car down there on saturday morning ryan takes his cars down there on saturday morning and they have causing coffee because it's an important social gathering for so many people so congratulations to them. Get in your car. Get out. You don't have to have a hot rod. You don't have to have, um, you, you know, you, you just got to want to talk to people. You know, it's a, it's a social engagement where cars are the focus. But it's not just about cars. It's about talking to people. It's about commonality. It's really, you know, it's one of those places where people don't talk politics or at least not that I hear, people don't talk about bad. They talk about cars. They talk about, uh, you know, uh, when, when I used to take Benny Lou over to Dick's hamburger stand and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's the kind of vibe that it has. You can take kids. It's kids friendly. Just don't let them put their fingers all over the cars. But other than that, it's a great place to go. It is, uh, you know, again, one of those places where you are going to uh, enjoy yourself on a Saturday morning. No admission. All you got to do is show up. Even though, like I said, you could take the bus there. They don't care. They just want to see you come in and um, and have a little fun. So that's Cars and Coffee over on Shoreline, uh, over in Shoreline, 8 to 10 this morning, and then they're going to all caravan over to the new Cars and Coffee up on the ridge from 10 until 11. So you have four hours where your wife will know where you are, your mother will know where you are. The cops will probably leave you alone. And if you got a halfway decent car, you'll have something to talk about for a couple of hours. All right. I, I said that we would get to, uh, and uh, quickly and early this morning, the uh, winners 
of Mudfest. And I'm going to give you the complete slate of winners in, in just a little bit. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to uh, – I wanted – how do I explain this? Six months ago or five months ago, I forget, I forget however many months ago, I told you about a vehicle. Uh, matter of fact, I told you the story on the show. I said, uh, you know, the vehicle, uh, my my uh, sister-in-law was here, and I got the vehicle that week, and she looked at it, and I said to her, you know, it's a nice-looking vehicle, but I don't know. You know, it's, 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 stay away from it. After a week of driving this thing, after she left, I called her back, and I said to her, Lisa, this is a vehicle that you want to buy. This is a vehicle that has blown me away. And so many different categories, uh, comfort, uh, uh, which is usually this type of vehicle, the main thing, power, uh, engineering, all the categories that you look for when you go out, you buy a car like this. Do the kids feel comfortable in the car? Is it safe? Do you feel safe driving? It doesn't have enough power to get out onto the highway when you need it to. And so at Mudfest last week, uh, this vehicle showed up. And uh, I was looking at it and saying, uh, I'm glad this thing is here because I got a funny feeling about it. And sure enough, with a uh, 22 vehicle field, I believe it was, uh, of, of really spectacular. I mean, you had like uh, a, a GV70 Genesis in there, a Subaru Crosstrex, um, Wranglers, all sorts of Northwest style vehicles. That's what Mudfest is to determine the best Northwest-style vehicles. And at the end of the day, when the votes were in, the three-row family SUV category, everybody was looking at each other, calling each other, texting each other, how could this be? I want a recount. There's something wrong. <laughs> because the 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV uh, won the contest won out of all of these vehicles. This is the one that won the three-row family SUV and was the runner-up in the 2023 best value SUV or pickup and was named the Northwest Outdoor Activity Vehicle of the Year. The 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV, Jeremy Barnes from Mitsubishi is with us. We get a chance to spend a couple of minutes with him. Jeremy, first of all, congratulations. What an honor it must be for uh, for you guys. Uh, you know, a car company. Listen, let's let's face it. People gave you up for dead two or three years ago. And now you come to a, a competition like this where the best of the best are there. And and you win it. And you, and you didn't have, it wasn't like you had to do anything spectacular. All you had to do is be Mitsubishi. Thanks very much, Vinny. It's a real thrill to be on the show with you today. I, I'm very, very grateful for the time. Yeah, Thank we you. were, you know, we, we're very, very excited about winning that that Northwest uh, Activity Vehicle of the Year award and being recognised by a, a, a really impressive group of journalists like the Northwest Auto Press Association was was a real feather in our cap. There's no question about it. We're very, very proud of it. Proud to have won that award. It means an awful lot to us. Um, and frankly, proud to have won it in that situation. You know, we. We talk about super all-wheel control, our all-wheel drive system, and just how good it is. You know that 
this is a system that was that was developed on the, the the deserts of Dakar. We won the Dakar Rally 12 times. Don't forget that back in the 80s and 90s. And then World Rally Championship. We're just really proud to be able to put that system together and put it onto a vehicle like the uh, plug-in hybrid um, uh, Outlander. And this is not a system in this car. Now, for people who may not be familiar with the uh, with the Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV, it's a very unique-looking vehicle. You see, um, uh, you, you can't miss it. It has such a unique front-end design to it that if you're one of those people who go, oh, gee, I'm, I can't find it in the parking lot, Believe me, this one you're going to find in the parking lot, no matter where you park it, because it's tastefully done. The, the nose, the body is tastefully done, but yet unique. The uh, the system that you talk about, the the, the uh, all-wheel drive system you have, I've, I've driven that system before in other cars. Yep. So this is not a system that you guys just developed last week, but you've left it, I think, kind of the way it is because it has been so tried and true in so many different situations yeah that that that's absolutely fair again you know motorsport bread is 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 a term that, that every manufacturer throws around right you know racing makes the breed better but you know our, our system truly was developed as i said on the on the the deserts of dakar and the, the the gravel roads of the world rally circuit i mean it's a very unique application in the plug-in hybrid outlander in particular <clears throat> just because of the, the the fact that we've got um the the rear drive system is 100 percent electric there's no mechanical connection from the engine and the front uh, electric motor back to the rear wheels. So what that enables us to do is to control the front, uh, the, the traction and the drivability of the front axle completely separately from the rear axle because the two systems are, are not connected to each other. You know, what happens in, you know, this, Vinny, you, you, know, you grew up in New York, you live up in the Seattle area, you know, when the weather's bad, all-wheel drive vehicles very quickly turn into one-wheel drive vehicles, right? Yeah. You know, you get that one, that one, left front wheel on a patch of ice and it doesn't really matter how much grip the other three wheels have because the car just sends all the drive to the wheel of least resistance right to that one wheel because of the the way that we've designed the system to separate the front and rear drive systems out that essentially never happens to you um and and you know again we experienced that as we were driving the vehicle in the mud up, up there yeah. at the at the ridge and one of the things in the ridge that they that they constructed in the off-road course is a way for the vehicle to dip down pick up one of the rear wheels completely off the ground and the other wheel took over and pushed it right through the mud seamlessly i mean it was almost like you didn't realize that that back right wheel was out two feet up in the air yeah and that the vehicle was still so that translates to me that if you're on a, a thin road or something like that going through a a tough spot that even though you don't have the traction with the right wheel in the rear you're still going to get it with the left re- left rear wheel. It's still going to push you along with the uh, front wheels assisting. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and while, while what we were doing was pretty extreme, I, I think you know you can you can bet that most customers aren't going to do that with their vehicles. It's just so nice to know that you can. You take it take a sit just a day to day situation, right? You're taking the kids to school and the weather's poor outside, and and you, you just you always want to know that you're as safe as you possibly can be. That's the, the, the confidence and security that, that this system gives to you. But then, of course, you've also got the beauty of it being a plug-in hybrid, right? So you've got right. 38 miles of all-electric range just by plugging the vehicle in. You've got 420 miles of total gasoline and electric combined range. Uh, you know, AAA says that the average commute in the U.S. right now is 29 miles each way. So think about this. You plug it in at night. You drive to the office. 
you plug it in during the day at the office, you drive back home again. You've done all of your weekday driving on electric. Then you've got the beauty of the of the gasoline uh, system for the weekends, so unlimited range, unlimited driving uh, conditions, ease of refueling, no fear about um, range anxiety or where you're going to plug in or if that charge is going to be working when you get there. Plus, we even offer you the ability to do DC fast charging. So in 38 minutes, you can get 80% of the battery pack back again. So there's just so many great benefits for this vehicle. It really is an outstanding car. Right, which is the amazing thing when you uh, when you think about it now is as the network of chargers grows and the DC yeah. fast chargers grow, it's nice to have, you know, this, this vehicle is a nice vehicle where you're saying to yourself, man, you know, I, I want an electric vehicle. I want to do my part for the environment. I want to do this. But yet I'm still uh, not sure that when I go to grandma's house over in Spokane mm-hmm. with the kids – uh, geez, I don't want to get stuck on I-90 looking for a DC fast charger or a solar charger in the middle of the night or whatever. This says, okay, you you go straight through the Spokane, get to Grandma's house, you plug it in, you stay there all weekend, you unplug it, boom, you're on your way back and you got the gasoline. Um, talk to me a little bit about the design of the vehicle, Jeremy, because it's, it's definitely unique from <laughs> a, a visual perspective, but also... I noticed in this car, and we're talking about the, the uh, winner of the 2023 Northwest Outdoor Activity Vehicle of the Year, uh, the Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, gas and electric. The design <laughs> of this thing, um, while it resembles uh, other Mitsubishis in the past, when I sat inside of it, Everything had been upgraded. Yeah. If there was one knock on Mitsubishi, it was, well, you know, kind of, yes, it's uh, it's cheaper than other cars and it's this, this, that, but it, maybe it doesn't meet up to the standards. This thing was at the standard. I mean, it was uh, amazing what kind of materials, hard and soft plastics, the stuff that people um, really had to latch on to when they get into an SUV to, to decide to buy it. You could have all the stuff in the world. It could fly off the showroom floor, yeah. but if it has cheap plastic inside, you know, half the people walk away. The uh, The Outlander really took some pains, I think, to uh, get past that reputation. Yeah, I think that's that's a very true statement, and I appreciate you recognizing that. I mean, look, I, I think we all know that, that it's the exterior styling that draws you into the vehicle, right? That may be the reason that you buy the vehicle, but it's the interior that matters so much. That's where you spend all your time when you're behind the wheel. When you drove the, the, the vehicle, Vinny, you know, that great chunky steering wheel, you know, it feels like a very motorsport inspired steering wheel because it's got big, thick rim on it. It's very comfortable to hold on to. You talked about seating materials and interior quality. You know, we use um, we use a, a semi-aniline leather. It's a really high quality leather. You've got that beautiful diamond stitching throughout there. It's three different color interiors. There's a black with sort of a charcoal um, stitching, which is very, very rich. There's a, um, a cream-colored uh, leather with white stitching, which is beautiful, maybe not perfect if you've got a bunch of kids. And then the vehicle that we drove, which was has that two-tone leather with the, the black and the, and, and the yeah. gold accents. And it's it just everything with the diamond quilting on it and the diamond quilt on the door panels and everything that you touch where your, your elbows would rest as you're driving or the center console, everything is padded. It's soft touch. A big 12 and a half inch screen up there in the in the center of the dash. You know, th- these are the things that modern customers expect in a vehicle. And at Mitsubishi, our, our, our value story is so much a part of who we are. We call it Mitsubishi Motors-ness. 
And it's kind of an awkward saying, but you know, the, what makes a Mitsubishi a Mitsubishi? It's value, it's great drivability, um, it's long-term quality. And then of course, don't forget, we've got that fantastic 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty on top of that. Which in today's world, if you have a vehicle, and I equate Mitsubishi, I look, I look right now at Mitsubishi on that cusp of where Audi was maybe 30 years ago, sure. Hyundai and Kia were maybe 20 years ago, and now Mitsubishi could be at the cusp of it. And in each of those situations, those manufacturers had to offer something that made a consumer confident that when they went and yeah. laid down their money, to buy this vehicle, that they were going to be taken care of, that they were going to have something that in three months or three weeks or three years was going to be sitting in the backyard and maybe you were going to be making payments and taking the bus. Yeah. What is, is that kind of the vision right now with Mitsubishi? Because it's a great vehicle, but there's a reputation here that has to be sure. brought back I- up. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think that's again. It's a it's a fair comment, Vinny. I, I certainly can't argue with that. I mean, when we launched the the the, the new Outlander back in the spring of 2021, it really changed this brand around. It changed the way consumers looked at us. Um, we've seen a new type of customer coming into the showroom, someone who maybe had never considered a Mitsubishi before, or at least hadn't considered us maybe for 15 or 20 years. Um, and then the Outlander plug-in hybrid has has done that one more time. It's changed it one more time. You know, we were the very first manufacturer to ever sell a plug-in hybrid SUV when we launched that car back in 2012 out in Europe. When we brought it to the US, it just got more and more popular. And it is the world's best-selling plug-in hybrid vehicle. So we've got a real technology there. Um, the, the, the vehicle... Brands are defined by the vehicles that they build, right? Especially in right. the car business. That's all we are is the products that we build. But then there's a there's a whole customer service network behind it. Um, and, and yeah, there's there's no question that the Outlander has changed the way customers look at us. And frankly, journalists like yourself who maybe, yeah. I, I, I hate to say had written us off, but maybe hadn't considered us in that same, that same uh, comparison set. I anyway. would say that's fair. Yeah, I would say that's quite fair that, that it was kind of, oh, yeah. Mitsubishi, you know, I mean, you, I'm sure you've seen it in your programs and things like that. Mm-hmm. When you're giving out free food and, and flying people <laughs> places and they don't show up, then, you know, <laughs> wait a minute, we got to do something here. Sure, sure. No, no <laughs> question. But, but the vehicles speak for themselves. And, and you know, again, we're very, very lucky that, that Outlander Plug-in Hybrid is an outstandingly good vehicle. It is genuinely properly good and it deserves it. I think it deserves the award. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm biased. I'm not going to admit that I'm yeah. not. But I, I just think it's it's not just a surprising vehicle. It's a really good vehicle, full stop. I mean, it's a, it's a great choice. And, you know, starting price at, at right around $40,000 for the plug-in hybrid variant, fully loaded. The vehicle that we drove at the Ridge was fully loaded with every conceivable option. That's right around $50,000. Um, and then great leasing options, you know, the ability to take advantage of some of the, the federal tax rebates if you lease the vehicle as well. Um, Really, it, it, it's it's a heck of a value, and we're very, very proud of the car. What about uh, – Jeremy Barnes is with us from Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi, the 2023 Outlander winning the um, Northwest Acti- Outdoor Activity Vehicle of the Year. What about the dealer network? Because mm-hmm. right now, even with the Genesis, we're hearing people saying, well, you know, I love the Genesis, but, you know, there's like three dealers. In yeah. the uh, you know in, in in the northwest, what are you guys doing as far as uh, as dealers? Do you mm-hmm. have uh, are there new dealers coming on? Is this 
a success mm-hmm. in that particular way? Yeah, look, first off, every car dealer is a privately owned business, as we know. So so private business people invest in the places where they think they're going to get their best return on investment. So we have about 320, 325 dealers across the U.S. right now. Um, They are terrific. Uh, We just recently won the J.D. Power Customer Satisfaction Index study. So number one for customer service. That's a big deal. That, that, that's dealers investing in the, in the, the customer experience um, and recognizing that everything and anything that they can do to exceed their customers' expectations is what brings them back to buy another vehicle in the future. Um, we, have, we have dealers, as I say, all over the U.S. I'll, I'll certainly say that, that across the Pacific Northwest, we don't have quite as many dealers as, as some other brands. And you're right, you, you, you may have to drive a little bit further or, or make a conscious decision to go find a Mitsubishi dealer. But you'll find that, again, the dealer experience when you're at one of our dealer partners is going to be superlative. It's going to make you happy to buy that Mitsubishi vehicle. It's going to make you say, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to make it. Maybe it's just it's just not as convenient as another brand to get to. But I'm willing to do that because it's the vehicle that I want and the experience while I'm going through the purchase and then going back for service. If I need any warranty work at some point down the road, I know they're going to treat me right. And, and that's really what it comes down to. How successful um, is this vehicle for you guys now? I mean, is it is it moving off the shelf? Can I get yeah. one? Am I going to have to pay 5000 over MSRP? Yeah, we all went through those things in, in, in the, the, the last couple of years where we, we certainly worked hard with our dealer partners to encourage them to not go over MSRP. We don't believe that that's the right approach for our customers. Uh, and I think you, maybe you make some money in the short term, but but what damage do you do in the long term? So right. we, we, we absolutely encouraged our dealer partners to sell at or below MSRP. We, that's very important for us was to, was to not see markups. Um, is the vehicle doing well? Absolutely. Like I said, when we launched the, 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 the gasoline outlander back in the spring of 21, it really changed this brand. We've, we've broken internal sales records constantly since that time. The outlander plug-in hybrid since we launched this new generation vehicle back in December of last year. Again, same thing. It, its first month was its best, was the best month that we've had for outlander plug-in hybrid in the US ever. So yeah, it's really doing well, but we are in a good place. Production has been, we've been able to keep production up. We do have vehicles available around the US right now. Some of our competitors don't. Um, So if if this is the sort of vehicle that you're in the market for, and frankly, there's no reason not to be in the market for a plug-in hybrid today for all the benefit and all the reasons that we've talked about so far on this show, Vinny. If you're in the market for that, I I really highly recommend anyone that's listening to the show Go down and drive the Mitsubishi Outlander plug-in hybrid. It is an eye-openingly good vehicle. It really is. And they're available right now. Yeah, I can attest to that because, as as I said, we talked about the story I started at the top of the show. I was just blown away at how good the vehicle was. I was expecting, oh, okay, you know, I'm a weekend at Mitsubishi. And not, not that I didn't like Mitsubishi. It was just, you know, it was like an average, like getting into a Nissan or getting into a, you know, just... A regular car, nothing exciting. It was a good, solid car that you know, uh, and it was just it, it. It just it shocked me every time mm-hmm. I did something with it that I expected it almost to not do. It did from comfort to off road ability 
to just the plain driving dynamics of the vehicle and all the little um, improvements. And again, I always hop on the interior because that's where you live. Yeah. You know, when you're, you're driving a car, you know, you're you're in the interior. It's it's the that's what it is. Bob Lutz from GM said it best: fix the interior before you fix the outside of the car, yeah. because that's where the customer lives. Yeah, and, no um, argument from me on that, and that's why we, we, you know, the Outlander won the awards ten best interiors, um, uh, one of the the ten best interiors of the entire auto industry last year. That's a that's a big feather in our cap, and again, it's huge kudos to the design and engineering teams that that made the conscious decisions to make it such a nice place to be as well. What's next for you guys? Can you tell me? Give me a little. Uh... <laughs> Oh, Vinny, you know we never, you know the the old the old auto industry expression. We never discuss future product. I know, um, I know. So that, does that mean I'm going to get an Eclipse back anytime yeah. soon, or a Lancer, or the EV? Well, look, it's, it's it's worth looking at the rest of the Mitsubishi uh, uh, lineup as well. You know, we have the Eclipse Cross SUV. That vehicle has been doing really, really well. The success of Outlander, frankly, has raised the success of Eclipse Cross as well. Customers maybe come into a showroom and decide maybe the Outlander is a little bit too big for them. And then the Eclipse Cross is a perfect slide down vehicle for them. Or maybe someone who comes in looking at an Eclipse Cross and goes, gosh, I'd like something just a little bigger. I'd like to have that third row that the Outlander offers that the Eclipse Cross doesn't. And then they step from an Eclipse Cross to, a, to an Outlander. We've got the Outlander Sport, which is our, our entry-level SUV. It's a less expensive price point and a great way to get into the Mitsubishi brand and the Mitsubishi quality, standard all-wheel drive on that, that Outlander Sport, standard all-wheel drive on that Eclipse Cross. They're great vehicles. And then, of course, there's the Mirage. If fuel efficiency is your number one reason, the Mirage is the number one most fuel-efficient non-hybrid gasoline-fueled vehicle you can buy in America today. So if the cost of gas is getting you down and maybe you're not ready to go to a plug-in hybrid, Mirage is an absolutely fantastic choice to make. As a well, final question for you, too. and I, I, As a company that's been around a long time, and Mitsubishi yeah. has been around we have. forever. Yeah, well over um, 100 years. Yeah. How is, how is the thought process in the company on electrification, on going to... <laughs> Yeah. What we're all seeing right now, you know, you have, you, you know, every car is coming out with some kind of an electric model yeah. and, and really we're headed toward all electric, uh, obviously. Uh, how is that? Um, how is Mitsubishi looking at that? And how are you guys with your experience able to make that pivot from what was to what will be? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Vinny. I mean, certainly we if you if you turn the way back clock back 100 years, at that point, it was this battle between gasoline and electric. Which one was going to be the dominant technology 100 years ago? And gasoline ultimately won out, and electric cars sort of fell by the wayside for a long, long time. Electricity is the way forward. I think we're, we're, we're all very, very clear on that fact. We, took, we touched a little bit earlier about charging networks, right? It's only a matter of time before there will be plenty of, of charging stations around the U.S., just like there are gasoline stations now. Eventually, charging technology will catch up to a point where it won't take much longer than it takes now to put 10 or 15 gallons of gasoline in your vehicle to charge your battery. That, that will happen. It always happens in time. Um, Mitsubishi Motors was the very first, we sold the very first uh, mass-produced, publicly available electric vehicle. If you remember the little iMeve back yep. in 2010, and it, it, think about this, Vinny, it wasn't that long ago. That vehicle had a 73, 74-mile range. It did about 70 miles an hour top speed, 
That was state of the art 15 years it was ago. A, it was a great city about car. That. I loved yeah. it around the city. You know? Exactly. You didn't have to get on the highway. You were, you were in great shape. That, that's right. And so you look at how far that technology has come today and look at, look at what, what electric cars are doing today. We recently announced our next th- three-year plan. So what the brand's global plans are for the next three years. And in there, we said that we are committed that by 2035, 100% of our vehicles will be electrified. Now, it doesn't mean battery electric, but we'll have some type of electrification. So either a battery electric, a plug-in hybrid, or a hybrid vehicle. But electric is absolutely the way of the, the way of the future. It's the way forwards. And Mitsubishi Motors will absolutely be there with the most competitive offerings we can. Jeremy, it's, it was a great pleasure to meet you out at, uh, at yeah. Mudfest. Uh, I actually, I, I look back at my stuff, and we had been on a call. I also belong to IMPA. Okay. And you had done an IMPA seminar, I don't know, two months ago, three months yep. ago. We had, we had seen each other on there. But uh, continued success. This is a vehicle uh, that people ought to be looking at. Uh, it's You know, you yeah. always feel good when you find – you know, I, I worked in a record business a long time. And when you get that really cool record, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you would bring it home to put it on the turntable and play for your friends, you know. Well, this is, this is kind of a similar thing. You find a really cool car and you yeah. say, hey – you guys should be uh, paying attention to this because this is a car, uh, especially with the money that people are spending on cars these days. A thousand dollar payment is not uncommon anymore. Uh, you want to get bang for your buck, man. You want to get the most you can uh, for your buck. So I, I thank you for coming on. Congratulations with this car. And uh, we will see you again soon, man. Take Wonderful. care. Thanks very much, Vinny. Thanks. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. That's Jeremy Barnes from Mitsubishi. Uh, and again, uh, a great, uh, Great vehicle, as I said, it won the uh, 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV is the Northwest Outdoor Activity Vehicle of the Year. Tell you what, we're going to take a real quick break here, come back, and I will give you the rest of the winners. Uh, did you uh, pick a winner? Did you see any of the winners? Uh, did you Have you gone online to uh, nawapa.org or to our Facebook page? I checked out uh, some of the pictures of the cars and uh, the testing that we put them through. Two days, 22 crossover SUV and pickups on uh, a great course down at the Ridge Motorsports Park in Shelton. It was great. Great time. A lot of great journalists down there. A lot of friends. uh, You know, let's face it. uh, This is probably the first one where people came out. You didn't have to wear a mask and all of this other kind of stuff uh, and, and were protected. So, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time with a bunch of good people. We come back, we'll give you the winner's list. Uh, is your your potential car on there? And uh, I, I, I talked about it a little bit before. The average car payment for people is hitting close to $1,000 a month. Will you pay that much for a car? Will you? It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny here on 1150 KKNW. Ladies and gentlemen, James Dean. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Gig. We asked Jimmy over today because he's a racing man himself. A real one, not a crazy one. Incidentally, I think I should explain that Jimmy just stepped over from the set of Giant. And need I add, he plays a Texan. Speaking of racing, have you ever been in a drag race? Are you kidding me? I just thought I'd ask. No, Jim races in the tradition, you might say. Real racing cars, real tracks. How fast will your car go? Oh, an honest miles an hour. Clocked at around about 106, 7. 
You've won a few races, haven't you? Oh, one or two. Where? Well, I showed pretty good at Palm Springs. I ran a Bakersfield. Jimmy, we probably have a great many young people watching our show tonight, and for their benefit, I'd like your opinion about fast driving on the highway. Do you think it's a good idea? A good point. I, uh, I used to fly around quite a bit, you know. I took a lot of unnecessary chances on the highways. And I started racing, and, uh, and now I drive on the highways, and I'm uh, extra cautious. Because you know, no one knows what they're doing half the time. You don't know what this guy's going to do with that one. On a track, there are a lot of men who spend a lot of time developing rules and uh, ways of safety. And uh, I find myself being very cautious on the highway. I don't have the urge to, to speed on the highway. People say racing is dangerous, but I'll take my chances on the track any day than on a highway. Well, Gig, I think I'd better take off. Oh, wait a minute, Jimmy. Um, one more question. Do you have any special advice for the young people who drive? Take it easy driving. The life you might say might be mine. <laughs> talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk, 1150. We're right back with you. It's a Saturday morning. It's drive time. Radio New York City hanging out with you along with our erstwhile producer, Nathan. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. And happy sunny weekend to you here in the Pacific Northwest. Look at this, man. It feels like we live in Southern California, man. Oh, doesn't it? It looks like it, feels like it, kind of smells like it, too. Yeah, well, uh, listen, you know, you can't have everything in life. I was, uh, I went to, um, uh, what is it, uh, Camano Island the other day to shoot some pictures of the, uh, of the EV6 that, uh, I was driving, the EV6 GT. We'll talk about that car what a in just car. a few minutes. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I really they almost had to take it from they almost had to pry it from my hands. <laughs> I I've been surprised by a lot of cars in my life. That one was I, I didn't quite get it until I drove it, man, but once I drove it I couldn't get myself out of it, man. Oh it's got absolutely that thing and you hit that thing and it's like you're you're it, it's like you're in a rocket ship, man. It's almost should be illegal. I don't know that everybody should be able to drive this car. I mean, that's how fast and how quickly it picks up and it goes. Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, it's it's the time to uh, get out of the house and enjoy uh, enjoy some uh, nice weather. As we said before, you get out of cars and coffee down a shoreline and see that or uh, just get the family out of the house. And I, I don't think the um, – I don't think 20 is open all the way yet. Is it uh, the mountain – the, you uh, know, let me uh, pull that up and check on that. Yeah, I know they were. I know they were clearing it um, not too long ago, but I know it takes a while to clear. But uh, get out and and you know what's really cool now too is when you go out and drive up some of these mountain roads and you have to be careful, but the snow is melting, and so there are waterfalls in places. Where there are not usually waterfalls. And I'm a waterfalls guy. I like, you know, like the streams and the sound of the water and everything like that. I record it and send it to my friends and stuff like that. And it's uh it's it's really nice. It's uh it's it's just a great time of year to smell out there. 
It's uh, and you know what? Even though it's going to cost you a little bit more gas or a little more electricity, open the windows of your car and smell spring because it's one of the greatest smells up here in the Northwest uh, that there is. Did you? Uh, yeah, it you looks see? like it's still closed going over that Washington Pass there and Rainy yeah. Pass. Yeah, I didn't think it was. I, I didn't think it would be. But it takes them like two months to get that thing opened up once the snow stops falling. And I mean, they work at it like 12 hours a day. As long as there's daylight, I think they're out there. Um, I don't know what they do with the snow. I guess they just dump it over the side, right? Probably. Maybe we ought to have, some, we ought to have somebody on from the Department of Transportation tell us. <laughs> Where does all that snow go? <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking it, you nitwit. <laughs> All right. You got a question you want to ask me? Absolutely. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. We are driving the Kia Telluride this week. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about SUVs because SUVs is what's going on. And the Kia Telluride this week uh, that I'm driving is a spectacular vehicle, Nathan. Uh, This, uh, you know, Kia has really upped their game as all SUV manufacturers. Uh, have to do right now. Uh, but the Kia has kind of focused on uh, vehicles like the Escalade and the Mercedes-Benz GLS class, the big luxury SUVs. And they come in a bunch of different uh, configurations. I'm driving the SX Prestige X Pro, which um, has just a ton of stuff on it uh, as far as off-road and on-road. Uh, black wheels, the X line, 60 miles an hour and 6.8 seconds. Not, I, I mean, if it's not a vehicle to go racing with. You're not going to go racing with this thing. But with the, uh, if you're looking for that slow, steady climb up the Snoqualmie Pass, you're going over to Eastern Washington, you're heading over to Pullman, you're going up, you're loading skis in this thing and everything. This is, um, this is a nice vehicle, 5,500 pounds of towing capacity, and it sits 8.4 inches up off the ground. So it gives you plenty of up and plenty of volume uh, that you can pull along with you. Um, it's probably close. Uh, I haven't done a, a comprehensive mileage thing on it yet, but I'm going to say it gets you 20 in the city, 26 on the highway. It's an extremely comfortable vehicle. Longer than this, the Sorrento. Uh, you got the three rows, and there's actually, believe it or not, space in the back seat. Like you can actually sit in that back seat back there and not feel kind of cramped. It's got the captain's chairs, nice interior storage, uh, plug ins all over the place for your electronics, and uh, a very, very, very solid vehicle. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, coming up here in the uh, not-too-distant future, uh, next week, as a matter of fact, when we get a chance to um, get a chance to do that, to talk about that. All right, let's do the uh, Northwest Outdoor Activity Vehicle of the Year winners uh, down in Shelton, Washington on April 20, uh, I don't know, last week. <laughs> April 20-something A uh, bunch of journalists About 22 uh, journalists and staff Got together 20, 
25 or more, actually. Um, and we held our Mud Fest, which really is the name because we used to run all these vehicles through the mud, but it's kind of evolved over the years to the 2023 Northwest Outdoor Activity Vehicle of the Year. Two days of on-the-road and off-the-road evaluations. Uh, media professionals, people that drive these cars all the time and evaluate them. And uh, in the 28-year history of the event, a plug-in vehicle has won the overall title, and you know which one that is. There were three plug-in electrified vehicles, a pair of plug-in hybrids, and the first fully electric vehicle to be entered into the competition. Four traditional hybrids also entered into the event. Uh, it is, uh, listen, we are uh, coming up into a time now where we are going to here in the Northwest want vehicles that are environmentally conscious, uh, but can also perform the jobs that gasoline vehicles can do, can take you further, farther, and leave less of a carbon footprint in our uh, beautiful Northwest when you go up into the into the forest, into the woods. Um, you, you know, you, you, you're looking for a car that is going to be a not as disturbing to other people. You're looking for a car that is going to perform well, and you're looking for a car uh, that is not going to give you anxiety when you take it up into the mountain. So, the Mud West, the Mud Fest category winners, the 2023 Mud Fest category winners. We had a new best value SUV or pickup category in addition to the overall winner. As I've said before, car payments are getting into the $1,000 a month range. So I don't care how much money you have. If you get hit with a $1,000 a month car payment, you're scratching your head, man. That's, that's you know, uh, th those days of the $99.95 a month car payment are uh, are gone. And I don't know where this is all going to go but i just don't see a sustainability in people making those kinds of car payments at some point car companies are going to have to put models out there that maybe don't have as much in them or maybe don't you know i, I don't know i don't know exactly what the answer is I know also that part of the answer is is that they're not producing the, uh, the numbers of cars that they were producing before, and that creates a shortage. So that's on the dealers. We'll talk about that another time. I want to get our guys on from Car Edge uh, to talk about that a little bit. All right, the Nawapa Mudfest category winners. Two-row family SUV, the 2023 Jeep Wrangler. 4XE 20th Anniversary Rubicon is the winner. What, what do you say about a Jeep Rubicon, man? It, nothing, what signifies the Northwest more than that vehicle? Uh, and to see it in its E form where you can plug it in and you, you have a, a certain amount of uh, mileage that you can cover without leaving that footprint. The runner-up to 2023 Kia Sportage X-Pro prestige all-wheel drive. Kia has done a nice job with bringing their um, SUVs up to the standard of many other. Three-row family SUV, as we talked to Jeremy Barnes about, the 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV. 
the Toyota Sequoia TRD Pro, uh, a vehicle that I love. I took it on a long road trip and absolutely loved it, uh, was the runner-up. The first ever completely electric vehicle entered into the uh, categories, luxury SUV. It won it by, I got to say, a ton, the 2023 Electrified GV70. Genesis is doing a spectacular job with electrification. I've not seen a loser come out of a, elect, a loser vehicle come out of Genesis. Anything that they seem to put their hands on, they turn into a spectacular, roadworthy, luxury vehicle. And I, I, I think that they're going to be um, the, the vehicle to watch in the future. Uh, I, I put Mitsubishi in there as well, but I look at Genesis and I think they're going to be one of those vehicles that, uh, you know, five years from now, when you want to buy an electric, they're going to have you covered. Uh, the 2023 Wagoneer Series 2, 4x4 was the runner up in that category. Pickup truck, the 2023 Ford F-150 Raptor, 4x4 Super Crew. Can I tell you, folks, they should have a pair of bull scrotum hanging from the uh, the hitch. It's There's no reason in the world for this truck to exist, but it does. And, uh, you know, listen, it's fun to drive. I mean, it's it, it harkens you back to a day that's going to be disappearing. You're not going to see trucks like this in the future. They'll be fast, and they'll be, lo- you know, they'll carry great loads, but nothing quite like this. Uh, this is the, the Raptor. This is the big mama jama. Uh, the Hyundai Santa Cruz came in second. That was last year's winner. You'll see a lot of Hyundai Santa Cruzes around. That's the vehicle of the future, too. Uh, electrified utility vehicle, uh, Genesis Electrified GV70. Uh, Mitsubishi Outlander came there in the runner-up in the Electrified, only because the Genesis is such a, an advanced and spectacular vehicle. The extreme capability vehicle, the vehicle you want to take to the top of the mountain so you can see everything that's going on. The 2023 Jeep Wrangler 4XE, 20th anniversary edition. This was a monster vehicle. I loved it. I love Jeeps. I love this vehicle. It was, uh, you know, if I was going to go out and buy a vehicle tomorrow that I wanted to take me up to the top of the mountain, I would have a hard-pressed decision between uh, this and a Ford Bronco and sometimes you go with the experience, and you go with the uh, with the Jeep. The Ford F one fifty Raptor was the runner up in that, and the best value SUV or pickup was one that I was extremely proud to see. I love this car. I've probably put more of my friends in this particular car than any car out there. The twenty twenty four Subaru Crosstrek Premium. Uh, won the award for best value SUV or pickup. And in these days, when your dollar is not going as far as it used to, you're out there looking for value. Uh, our panel of experts decided that the Subaru Crosstrek Premium, not very changed from the years before, the 23s to 22, some nice improvements in them, but certainly, and I can't wait to get my hands on one of these either, uh, a vehicle that really personifies the Northwest, the 2024 Subaru Crosstrek Premium, the runner-up there, the Mitsubishi Outland, the PHEV, and the Northwest Outdoor Activity Vehicle of the Year. 
the 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV, as we discussed before, the runner-up to 2023 Genesis electrified GV70. Great vehicles, all of these vehicles. Uh, a, a big congratulations for to the manufacturers. Uh, I wish more manufacturers would have uh, participated in this, but we had a good number of manufacturers. Uh, we came up with a good cross-section of vehicles, put them through their paces, and really gave um, gave it a run for its money. And so uh, I think that, uh, that uh, this is an event that gives you a guide as to uh, what vehicles we feel work the best in the Northwest. Now, again, I will caution you that not every manufacturer entered vehicles into this, uh, into this event. But I think it says uh, a lot that the plug-in vehicle, the plug-in vehicle has won the overall title. And I think that it is, uh, you know, first one that was ever rented, all plug-in vehicle, a Genesis GV70, um, electrified GV70, a, a, just an incredible vehicle. We had, uh, we took a ride in it last week, and it was a vehicle that just did everything in a luxury vehicle. You would feel, you, you know, sometimes you get into a Jeep, and you're a little, um, I don't know, uh, you know, you you it's a, it, there's a, a kind of a, a, I don't know how exactly to say it, but people don't want to drive up. You know, your, 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 your partner doesn't want to drive up to the, uh, to the country club in the Jeep. Yeah. You know, it's, that's your toy. The GV 70, that thing you drive up anywhere with it, you're going to feel in place. You could drive up to, uh, the, uh, embassy. You could drive up to wherever you're driving, you get out of that thing and you're feeling like, you're driving a luxury vehicle, an exceptional vehicle, and that's what it is, an exceptional vehicle. So congratulations to all of the winners. Thank you to all of the winners for all uh, of your participation and your sponsorships to the companies that sponsored uh, lunches and dinners and snacks and programs and everything else that came along with this. Uh, we, the um, media in the Northwest, always appreciate your participation. We appreciate you uh, looking these vehicles up when you go shopping for a vehicle. Here you have a guide, at least, to, to say, well, what is the best Northwest vehicle? Now, you may not agree with it, and that's just fine, but at least you have an opportunity to see what people who spend predominant parts of their life driving these cars, comparing these cars, um, you know, looking at what's good and what's bad, what works and what doesn't work up here. And you have a chance to take a look at that and, and have a starting place to go. Have a starting kind of, um, I don't know, starting kind of uh, list of vehicles to go check out. It's not easy to buy a car these days. Not easy at all. And uh, when you go out there and you have to buy a car and you have to uh, go through the um, all of the stuff that you have to do to buy a car, 
uh, deal with the dealers, deal with the fire, this, that, the other thing. Uh, at least it's nice to have a place to start. So we thank uh, we thank you for checking out our list. You can find us at nawapa.org, A-N-A-W-A-P-A.org, and I believe that the list is um, put up there. And use our list when you go shopping. And, uh, and, and look at our stuff when you go shopping. And, um, you know, and, and listen, if you ever need help shopping for a car, as I always say, you are more than welcome to uh, get in contact with me. And I am more than happy to guide you in your quest to buy a car. I'm available to do that kind of thing. So if you're, uh, if you're one of those people that don't want to deal with it, uh, I'm in the process of buying a couple of cars for people right now. And we try to get you the best price and we try to get you uh, exactly what you want to get into. We sit down with you and consult a little bit and try to get you, uh, get you going uh, in the car that's going to fit uh, you, that's going to make you uh, happiest. Because as I say, these cars now are, uh, are, are you know, you're, you're, you're pumping a lot of money. It isn't uh, that you're going, you're buying, you're spending 2900 bucks or $3,000 or $5,000 for a car. And, you know, if you don't like it in two years, you trade it in. You get a car now, you're married to it. For uh, 72, 96 months, 84 months. And um, so you, 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 you can't make a mistake. You're buying something that's worth more than probably the first house you bought. Except that the house you bought went up after you bought it. The car is not going up after you buy it. The car is losing money. All the time. So keep that in mind when you're out there. You want to make, when you buy one of these things, uh, you, you want to make the right decision. Okay. All right. Listen, uh, we will give you, uh, we'll spend a lot of time on EV6 next week. We talked about it last week. We'll give you a couple of reviews uh, next week. Uh, we went a little long with Jeremy, but I wanted to him give Jeremy Barnes the time to explain about uh, his um, his vehicle, and, and he had such a good vehicle uh, that shocked a lot of people. I want to thank George Jackson, who always makes this show a little bit better. Our good friend George Jackson, you can find him at George Jackson Promotions. If you need business promotional items for your business, George Jackson is the guy to see. Find him on Facebook or online at georgejacksonspromotions.com or George Jackson's Promotions. If you need it, he's got it. And he'll get it to you when he says he'll get it to you. No ifs, ands, or buts. Let's thank producer Jeremy. Um, producer Jeremy, where did I get it? <laughs> Boy, that was a blast from the past. That was from the, that was from the old baseball postgame show. <laughs> I'm losing it. I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it, Nathan. People Nathan, get my name wrong all the time. It's okay. <laughs> No, thank you to Nathan, too, for who the show would not run half as good as it does. I will catch up with you next week at the same time, same channel, if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a very good week, and thank you for listening.